Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Implications of Phineas and Ferb podcast. There's 365 days in a gap year, and uni's gonna come and end it. So the once in a lifetime problem for us is to find a good way to spend it. Making a podcast. Welcome back to the Implications of Phineas Ferb, where we no longer have Craig. Where we no longer need Craig. I've never been happier to not have Craig, because we are We're indeed... Just... In the same room. In the same location for the first time ever. Back in Sydney while I'm in Sydney. Boys reunited. Feels good. Boy boy is back um, after Wollongong and our lovely Discord me- meetings and yes. not recording a podcast for nearly three weeks now. Uh, this feels good. It's, yeah, it's it good does. It's good to be here. We've, um, it's hard to get the motivation when you're yeah. on Discord and it's, it's all that sort of stuff, but... And life got you down and assessments got you Yeah, down you got more. a lot going on, but... Um, but yeah, now we've got some to time, be back. spare time. We're having a great day today. My Absolutely. Last four days have been fantastic. And tonight's going to be even better. We're going yeah. out for some partying, so... Yeah, in Wollongong. Imagine yeah. travelling down to Wollongong. Right? I know. It's going to be a good time. Get to go to Patch. Cheap beers and wings. That's all I need in That's life. That's all you need in life. That's all you need. And speaking of things that you need in your life that are vitally important, Phineas and Ferb. Oh, that was a good transition. Thank you. Um, so welcome back to the Implications of Phineas and Ferb, where we discuss the implications of Phineas, Phineas and, and Ferb. Ferb. We might actually even do it this week. We've got Nerds of a Feather, part one and two, which is season... It's uh, season two, episode 33. Yeah, shit. This Fuck, is a really fucking good episode. Yeah, this is a nice. great episode, and it's it's really important when it comes to all the fucking nasty toxic culture you get out there when you start yeah, liking toxic Star nerd Wars. culture. Oh boy, yeah, there's yeah. a saying on the internet: no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. To be fair, they're not wrong. <laughs> um, personally, I very much dislike it, but I also very much like it. It's it's a hard yeah. it's a hard life to live, really. Yeah. As, as I've said before, realistically, most of Star Wars isn't great, but it's not the sort of series you come to expecting Oscar-winning movies. Yeah, but people... They're dumb did, and fun. Yeah, people, people thought they were good. Anyway, uh, this plot pegs basically Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars. Yes, it is essentially that. Honestly, they're one of the two that haven't argued in my... Yeah, I maybe it's an older life. thing, but yeah. um, I've never seen beef between Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Lord, Star, Star Wars and Star Trek a lot of beef yeah yeah I, I sense a lot of beef between those two yeah for yeah. sure but yeah it's more just beef between prequel and sequel fans <laughs> in star wars it's more just like star wars collapsing it really in on itself than it is more anything else oh yeah and um star wars does that every time anything anything happens mm. and there's always that five to ten year period where you can't like something that, that you that was bad originally, and then there's that little turnaround when all of a sudden people start appreciating it. Yeah. Happened with the prequels re- recently. Well, yeah, with the with the memes. The yes. amount of memes uh, that came out. Lo- there are like, good memes. I have a new appreciation for three horrible movies. Yeah. And it's through laughing, because they're just some fantastic memes in there. Closest I've ever come to death is taking a shot anytime there's a meme in episode two. Three. Um... Well, both of them, really. We've done both, yeah. Yeah, actually, they're both fucking severe. If Bad ever, decisions. If you've ever had enough of life and you think you're going to go out with, like, a sad whimper but a good <laughs> laugh, then, yeah, watch the prequels and decide to drink whenever. Whenever there's a meme. Yeah, I we watched episode three, and I only remember up until... When he goes, this is where the fun begins, and you're like, ironically, that, that's, that's the last that's thing the last I'm going to remember. Thing. <laughs> 
Is you're like, this is the start of the movie and I am already drunk. Oh, I was completely gone. It was, it was a bad All time. Right. Um, About the show. Yes. Great episode. Good warm up with the boys when she wakes up and she's like, I'm lucid dreaming. For starters, that's a she, good conclusion. Like, she just straight up jumped to that. And the boys, no, they thought they'd fuck around with their sister a bit more and they would make special effects in her room, only mm. her room, just when she's about to wake up and absolutely ruin her. These, let me tell y'all, this series is about um, the boys gaslighting Candace. But this episode takes it to a whole new level. This is truly just gaslighting. It it is. Yeah, at the start, they gaslight. And then the rest of it, Phineas and Ferb don't do a whole much. But everyone else in the entire sci-fi convention or the fantasy convention bully her for liking the things she does. Mm. Um, Speaking of allegories with the Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars. Yep. Candace is a brony. She is. She yep. likes Ducky Momo. And she, that's basically... She's an adult brony. liking a teenage thing that's considered weird by even the nerds. She's a brony. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of bronies out there. So there's even a spot for Candace in this mm. world. Yep. There is, yeah. by the way, if I can plug someone else's shit for someone who absolutely does not need it, um, oh, okay. Jenny Nicholson's video on bronies is one of my favourite videos You've on the You've been trying to get me it's to really watch good. this Jane Nicholson. Nicholson. She yeah. is really good. And her... Because she was, like, super into the My Little Pony fandom. And she does, like, an autopsy on how bronies... Like, how brony culture originated. And it seems super weird when you don't know any of the context. But when you, like, hear an explanation of how it came about, it makes way more sense. Like, it, it isn't... It isn't insane. It is kind of insane. But, it, like, it, it makes okay, sense. Okay, okay. You're like, all right, well, this... Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you get the back the background behind any like big thing You're and like, you understand oh, the cultural background. It's like, oh okay, this makes sense. Entirely crazy. Yeah, it's not it's not these people aren't crazy, it's just like a thing. But the zebra. The zebra that has appeared mm. before and will appear again in future episodes <laughs> as this like cosmic Candace's schizophrenic fever dream. Yeah, that yeah, it's just the it's the signs of her cracking mentally. It, it's, it's the zebra. It all comes down to the zebra. Because last time she saw it, she was on shrooms. So yeah, but then that's fine. That came out that she wasn't on shrooms or some yeah. stuff like that. It was like, oh no, she like, touched the wrong moss. Mm. And she's like, then what the hell have I been doing this past hour? I've been so high. Mm. And they're like, mm, no, you won't. No, you cracked. And it was the because, gaslighting's been getting to you. Yeah, the zebras, the zebras appeared. So whenever you see the zebra, just think. Holy moly, it's happened again. She's had another schizophrenic break. Um, and Candace go to therapy 2020. Shut and up, to deal with it, she gets into her Ducky Momo costume and she walks off to a place where she'll be bullied. I love it. That's how I deal with my problems. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You mm. look like a bit of a Ducky Momo. <laughs> Don't know if that was a rip or not. <laughs> well, it's kind of a rip. I'll, I'll take it as a rip. Um, yeah, I've literally just got written in my notes, Candace, your mind was fucked well before this. Yeah, and when she was a baby, I was like, she's kind of cute for a disfigured neck person, but, <laughs> uh, and you brought up... Oh, yeah, she hasn't changed clothes in 15 years. That's insane. Can you imagine going to kindergarten, wearing the same clothes, going... I've kind of always wanted to have, like, an outfit that's, like, your outfit. Like, you know Tom Scott on YouTube? Yes. Red t-shirt or grey hoodie. Only two items of clothing he owns. But yeah, it's on, his brand. In, in his video, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I don't know, because would you just own seven, seven pet, like seven versions of the outfit, like seven? If I was like the same clothes, I'm debate. It's debatable because I feel like I would really enjoy the satisfaction of it being like repetitive. And like, if I was famous, 
it'd be cool to have a brand and um it would be really funny to fuck with the paparazzi because like they can't really sell photos of the same outfit because there's not there's yeah, no but story you didn't like wearing but, a uniform to school yeah i hated a school uniform so i'd probably go I, i'd enjoy it for a week and then i'd go absolutely insane Yeah, because, like, in America, I assume most American schools, you don't have to wear a uniform. Yeah, actually, every time I see that dress code thing in America, and they're like, be equal with the dress code and, and don't disenfranchise poor so people, just, I'm like, yeah, this is all well and good. Just make a fucking school uniform. It's not that hard. Yeah, and if anything, it just, like, I would say it restricts where you can be bullied. You're still going to get bullied. Yeah. Same, but, like, it, it, it doesn't give them an easy target. Yeah, uh, and then everyone's wearing Pass the same. face. Yeah, exactly. You're still going to get bullied for your shit hair look on. Like, it doesn't yeah, matter that's if, valid. You, if you wear the same clothes as me. Um, but yeah, the, everyone wears the same clothes. It's not a bad idea. Also, you don't have to think. You yeah. just wake up. You're like, oh, well, school uniform. I'd drag my ass out of bed five minutes before the bus was arriving and then drive to school 20 minutes later when I was finally dressed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it made, like, no sense in my head. Yeah, because it was... The, the joke is, like, that I would get up just before the bus, but And then I'd miss, miss the, the bus. bus. Yeah. <laughs> so then you'd have to drive yourself anyway. Yeah, but it still didn't take long to get dressed. It just took too long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that was a good little diversion. Mm. Um, I also have written, from the start bit, mm. where the boys are doing their special effects, they're on some Mysterio shit. Yeah, that's like Mysterio versions of holograms. Yep. Because they're like, it's special effects, we're not even here. And I'm like, how the hell is your voice there? <laughs> you've got a hologram alright I'm happy to take that where's the fucking speaker mm. like there must be sound coming out of somewhere and you need to project light onto something holograms and, aren't a thing and they need to be getting Candace's voice because mm. they were having an active conversation with her they demonstrate hologram technology twice in this episode and I'd just like to point out that the first time that they do it it is utterly flawless but the second time they do it it's got that staticky look so that it matches Star Wars yeah, and well, I respect was... the fact that they added the static in post to make it more consistent with the TV show that they were parodying yeah you know because they would have had to they would have yeah. gone this is the perfect hologram we've just made now God for a bit a of drama bit. let's yeah. uh, add some effects to it and make it look bad yeah I respect that it's like um, they went to the efforts to put the VHS filter on an already perfect technology just for the aesthetic. Yeah. And I'm like, nice. Like, nice gotta, touch. It's the touches. We, you know? we got we to match what the other people did. Yeah, exactly. And then at the end when they've Their got cosplays the... cosplays are beast mode too. They are. True. They have really good outfits. And at the end when they've got the big ass hologram, there's like, Kenneth can see where the light's coming from. Mm. There's like, and I'm like, what? What do you mean? We couldn't see it before. It's not like yeah. when she was in the room, oh, look, there's these guys are projection. They look like hard light or whatever. And that convinced her. So... Anyway, I don't know. Holograms just aren't a thing. Inconsistency. Mm. Uh, I don't, but you know what's not inconsistent? What? Doofenpuss. Quality from start to finish. <laughs> Quality. <laughs> It is fantastic. I love Doofenpuss. That was funny. It was incredibly funny. And it was so random and shit. It was a different smudge photo. It was truly like a 70s show. It had, um, it had the vibes of like may, maybe an old Bond or like... What's a, what's a good 70s comedy? Almost Seinfeld vibes in a way. Yeah. Got a bit of Seinfeld from it. I like the random exploding stuff. Oh, that was so good. Like, just, so they would just kick something and then a boat blows up. <laughs> nothing to do with anything and you're like, yes! <laughs> Explosion! I love the little details as well, like um, how it said, Doofenpuss, in sound. Because they normally yeah. have like the in colour at the have, bottom. And then they would also have the girls that would be like, Doofenpuss! 
Yep. In the background. I think that was the in sound part. Speaking of sound effects, mm-hmm. best joke in probably all of Phineas and Ferb. It's when they say glorf and then you just hear the it's... like glorf stinger. I'll play it in post. Glorf! Love it. Love yeah. it. I love the random humor where it's just like he quotes something and you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be like, we're going to have to deal with the wars or now we're going to mm. negotiate. No, he's just like glorf. Which is what I think would be, like, insert fuck there is what yeah. Glorf means. It would have been well, so funny. It'd be like, oh, to you've, quote... You've heard the joke, right, that in all of the Star Wars movies, R2-D2 is just swearing his head yeah, off. No, and I, the reason everyone can understand him is because he's not actually making beeps. It's just that they've bleeped his swear words in post. I... But I like that idea of, like, if you're just in a show and something bad goes wrong and you're just like, oh, I'm, to quote, um, Die Hard, UPKIA, motherfucker. And just... <laughs> and just and, fair enough. That's, yeah. that's a lot of nerd discussion, though. A lot of the time it's just, like, you say one thing and then someone responds with a reference and it's just, like, cycles, yeah. you know? At, at some point, some people's, like, entire personalities are just references to a movie they've watched. Yeah. And then you get the really crazy people... And they're just all these TikTok sounds that they found. Yeah. And you're like, please stop being a blonde white woman. I'd rather not be around you. <laughs> and and they base their entire personality off TV shows that they've watched. Tyler, a sex tape. <laughs> Sorry, I really love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That is a good show. If you I, were going to base your personality off a TV show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's not a bad one to start yeah. with. Yeah. My, um, the f- first one, obviously, is Phineas and Ferb. That's, yeah, obviously. That's what we're doing. This, this, well, that's actually, we no. If, if I had to choose a show to make the foundation of my entire personality, I would probably choose Avatar: The Last Airbender. The Last Airbender yeah. yeah, you would actually be nice though. Yeah. If you just heard a bunch of whirring throughout that entire episode, and then it just suddenly stopped, that's because we had the fan on, and I forgot about it. And if you hear a nice clean cut between here and now, that's because we cut this out. Yep. <laughs> and that's it. Um, One of my favorite quotes. Ninja vampires. I hate those guys. <laughs> I, I like it. It's just like a common thing for doing. Yeah. And I've never heard... In the words of... Ninja vampires. Speaking of nerd references, in the words of Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Mm. If I had a nickel for every time Dr. Doofenshmirtz fought vampires, I'd apparently have at least two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened more than <laughs> once. <laughs> so, you know, we were referencing TV shows and we're just a collection of references. Mm. There we are. Yeah. Um... Talking about that, mm. Buford being the leader of the other nerd. Of the Lord of the Rings fandom. Yeah, and I love how they, they cleaned that up. They were yeah, like, we're actually like, going to explain now, this. I know what you're thinking. Why would I, a bully, be in a convention so full of nerds? You just answered your own question. <laughs> it's like being in a candy store. It's I great. It. And then he's like, I also relate strongly to the lead character. No, the lead character's in, characterization. In, 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 he's in a turmoil like, oh, and stuff. It's bugger like, up, Buford. It's they, the people you don't expect that are the They're not going to write another character in. They're just going to pick the one that goes well with Bowsy. Bowsy, yep. being the head of space, guys, it makes a lot of sense. I could have seen Isabel. Oh, um, Isabella being the leader of these. Oh, space. actually, she could have been the Barbarians, yeah. 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 Would have been, but then again, oh, that could have been like a cute little like romance yeah. between. And also, you could have made um, a lot of like nerd feminism jokes because there is really bad True. female representation. But, f- but then again, that's why Isabella wasn't in the episode because there are no females in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> who would she dress up as? She's got Galadriel. She's got that one chick from the start who rides the on the horse and takes Frodo to the the elf elf place, and um. 
It's more... She's got Gimli's ugly wife. I think, and that's about it. I think the Dan and Jeff were like, you know what? Let's only tackle one of the nerd issues we see. Yeah. We'll, we'll solve the rest of the issues with fandom yeah, on a later well, yeah, episode. We, you know. we don't need to get into the whole female's representation listen. in nerd male culture. And listen, Dan, Joe... Um, Dan and Jeff. Jeff. I'm Joe. You're Joe. That's who you're looking at. Mm. That's fair. I understand. I understand. <laughs> you you would understand. I would. Verbal dyslexic. My extreme verbal dyslexia. Um, I respect the show. Well done. This is a very well constructed episode. But I'm just saying, Avatar: The Last Airbender would have done both at once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. saying. There are. You know, they definitely know the guys who wrote that. Yeah, they both work at Nickelodeon, and they've both worked with um with. That's, some, that's something we can bring up. We yeah. Can, we can bring that well, up. Yeah, when we meet um, when we meet Dan, inevitably. Yeah, we'll, and, we'll and Jeff in that, person. Yeah. Yep. To discuss the official Phineas and Fur podcast that we so badly want to make. Jeff Swampy Marsh still owes us a beer, and that's still, like, the crowning achievement of my life. I don't think I can ever go to America and cash that beer in, because then I won't have Jeff Swampy Marsh owing me a beer, and I'm not sure if I can live with myself after that. <laughs> that at the moment, that's the thing keeping me going. So, I like, really liked, in the episode, they had... so. This doofenpuss, we're like, this is different. Mm. This is random. This is weird. It's a little bit meta, though. We love this. Mm. Then they're like, no, no, no. This is even more meta. And it turns out it's Doof who has kidnapped two people. Kidnapped a TV show executive and Perry because, you know, get Perry in a trap. And it's part of his plan to take over the Tri-State area is to, Mm. yeah, pitch this show that he's made up uh, that obviously stars him and Perry, which I love that to begin with. Yeah, it's, it's so great. good. Uh, and it's the same vibes as him wearing um, wearing Perry the Platypus underwear. The guy, the guy who voices Jeff McGarland is Seth, Seth McFarland. Is Seth McFarland, who, who we know write, from Family Guy. Yeah, writes a bunch yeah. of the Family Guy and also acts as like very funny motherfucker. Yeah, he's incredibly funny. Very funny, quite nice voice as well. Yeah, um, so they great voice actor. But I I'm lo- not massive on Family Guy. It's not my sort of humour, but I don't mind watching 30 seconds of it on YouTube. And to be honest, I think that's kind of what it's made for anyway. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. It's not very cohesive. So I, I I've never been that big on, like, I've never that sat down. cartoon sitcom vibe in general. Basically, the only one I kind of like is Rick and Morty, and that's because it's a satire of that genre. At times. It's yeah. a satire of pretty much fucking everything. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I like how he, that he has Would this... Would you call Phineas and Ferb satire? Yeah. There is a lot of satire in the, in this show, a lot of parody. Yeah. But also, it can be surprisingly yeah. genuine. I'm talking about some parody. Let me get it fucking right. out. All Go, right. talk. I finish the sentence. Speak. Um, so, so what, do you call an, um, in, what, what do you call an interrupting cow? Oh, fucking hate you. It's the, the, you know, the joke. I get the joke. <laughs> I said the joke before. It's meant to be a knock-knock <laughs> joke. You're meant to go, knock-knock. <laughs> Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting. Boo! Oh, he's got me, guys. <laughs> anyway, I like how Doof is pitching this thing, and then as soon as the guy turns around and says, we should give someone a girlfriend or we should do something this creatively. Very minor change. Extremely, well, uh, a change. He's like, no, this is my integrity. <laughs> my creative vision. <laughs> and I think, I think it's funny that they somehow, Jeff and Dan got that past Disney as they were probably at Disney going, we want to pitch this stuff. And Disney's like, oh, can you do this instead? And they're like, no, we're going to keep it the way we want it. And well, as we actually, we talked to Jeff about this when we were yeah, on the show. Like, and he was like, you've got to make some concessions. But usually if you fight back against the ones you're passionate about and you let the ones that could be okay slide, they end up being the better decisions anyway, sort of thing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... Some oversight's good and too much is bad. I found that really quite funny that they got that they back snuffed in out of Disney, they, right? And it was basically them pitching to Disney as well. A lot of levels of meta in this episode. Yeah, there Speaking are. Speaking of, of good meta jokes, mm. my absolute favourite line, final... I think one of the final lines of the episode... Um, is this the... Is he's like, if you guys ever want to be special effects artists, then... Fuck, that screensaver is so sexy. Yeah, it's the I first know. time it's come up. It's the one I have. Oh, Yours is pink so and good. purple, though, because it suits your background. That's you know so how good. was, like, bluey green. That's and... so good. Yeah. Oh, for those who don't care about the last line that we'll bring up later, because it yep. is the best line in the episode, Lachlan and I just recently purchased new MacBooks. Identical 16-inch space gray. Now, we would insert sponsor MacBooks. here, but there is no way in hell Apple sponsors anything, <laughs> um, let alone us. Um, so we're sponsoring Apple. This we're, we're, we're sponsoring Apple this episode, and we've bought one of the really nice new MacBook Pros. It's painful because part of me is like, you've given in and gone for Mac, and you should have. She should be a Windows person. It's better and all that stuff. And I'm like, get rid of the screensaver. Oh, I'm like, nope. Yeah. These MacBooks are just too good. They are too good. They they are fantastic. Notice how you're not hearing any sounds in the background. That's because the fans. Don't need to exist. Yeah, they're quite Silence. shit. We've actually got two in this room, um, and they're both the 16-inch space gray, if anyone cares. Yeah. Um, they're identical, and I love it. One terabyte, 16 core, we 16 gigabytes. You don't have to flex memory. that hard. Big flex. You <laughs> 16 core GPU. Um, Unified memory is fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, would, would recommend... We, yeah, out there. if you don't if mind you, spending the price of a small car. If you want to computers with me, which is something I like to do now and then, don't come into Officeworks. I don't want you there. Just message me. Yep. Hit us up. Hit us up on the, on the implications of Phineas and Ferb on Instagram, implications of Phineas and Ferb at gmail.com. Technically, a, we a have a Reddit. We don't check it. Technically, we have a TikTok. Don't check it. We have, um, we have a Twitter. We do have a Twitter. Which, I have notifications on for that, so I will probably see it. Yeah. Of do underscore we rant Ferb. on it? No. Do no. we love other posts from people who are actually in Phineas and Ferb? That's about it. Absolutely. And also all the MWCA's posts. They have, have a we, great Twitter account. We had a great meme. Remember that one time? Someone yes. Made a meme what was that? Us. What was the Oh, um, it was like, like when, some, when someone tries to bring up Phineas and Ferb. On in the, the implications of Phineas and Ferb. No, we don't do that. We, we don't do this here. I was like, that is a good meme. So was, send us your memes on Twitter. That was yeah, that yeah. was good if stuff. You can, if you can match that meme, that'd be... That'd be fantastic, yeah. Um, that last line that I brought up and then, and then the stopped. Episode. Yep. Um, the special effects guy is like, if you ever want a career in special effects, give us 10 years, hit us up, I'll give you a job straight away. I'm like... In a heartbeat. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like Phineas enough. and You've Ferb. just seen these guys yep. like break the laws of physics. And I'm also like... Phineas and Ferb, take that. That's a hard industry to get into. Sure. I'd be impressed. And Ferb, Ferb goes, actually, what I really like to do is direct. And the guy goes, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's like, I've been trying to direct my entire life. That's not working out. Man. It's so good. And he's not wrong. Because, yeah. I mean, film crews are like 300 people for big blockbusters and there's one director. A lot of people And also, directing is a hard career to sustain because if the movie does badly, it means that a lot of steps in the chain are fucked up and you're the one that takes the blame for it. Yeah, it's your name at the front. Mm. Your so you're staking front. a lot. If you get a really good movie, though, and you end up like Christopher Nolan, you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, or you can end up like Schneider and be yeah. like, yo, I've made this four-hour movie, we should release it. And someone's like, fuck off, we're going to release a four-hour movie. 
cut it down and it's bad and then they release the four hour one anyone and it's still kind of bad yeah you're like I, I love that i was like come on surely someone was like watching that four hour movie it's like i still haven't seen it you i watched it in its entirety in three sittings it's a lot um it's it's not good but it makes sense like, it's clear that it was shot with this slow pacing in mind, and it would be really weird if you chopped it a bunch. But the problem is, do. if you don't chop it a bunch, it's really fucking boring. Yeah. But if you do chop it a bunch, it's incohesive. So, so. Yeah, well, yeah, editing fucked over your vision. It's just a pity your vision wasn't good either. Is, yeah. Is the issue. Absolutely. Which is, you know, really fine. Nice. I'm telling DC you, universe, know, we could have universe. had a really good DC universe. You know, there was only one thing we would have had to do. It's so simple. Mm. Man of Steel should have been a Batman movie. It was very obvious Zack Snyder wanted to direct a Batman movie. Yeah, he should have gone for Batman. He characterized Batman Superman. He, he characterized Superman basically as Batman, and then when it came to contrasting Superman and Batman, they were the same character. Yeah, because they were both murdery. Because they were both murdery and grimacing and all that stuff. Snyder should have started with a Batman and then produced Batman versus Superman. Yeah, and, and it probably would have been good. Well, it could have been because his style isn't awful. It's that's why it's so frustrating. It's not because those movies are bad. It's because they're like. Just there is good off. in there, and they're just a bit off, and it's just like this. Co- this has potential, you know. Like, just an awful movie is fun to watch, I, and a good movie is fun to watch. But when it's in that midpoint, it's like, ah. You know what did have potential and did perform and was really nice? What? What if? I really liked what you if. You really liked what if? I didn't enjoy. That did much. you watch the last app? Yeah, and I was like, that was a bit with rushed. vision and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was kind of. I was, kinda I was a bit weird with Gamora turning up. That was because that was a cut episode. Yeah, obviously. Mm. And I'm there, like, I saw this in the promotional material, mm. and I could completely forgotten about it. Like, I could forget about it. But you didn't cut it from the last episode. <laughs> you were like, here's Gamora. Because she was I'm kind like, of important, because that Infinity Stone crusher thing. Yeah, that turned out to be fucking useless. Mm. But anyway, when she turns up, I'm like, yeah, this straight up is an episode you cut. Can you, can you even do can that? Can you reinsert that back in place? What if we kept the other episode? No, stop that. Too strong. Can't imagine it. I'm like... You really kept, yeah. You really got rid of that one, but you kept like the Captain Carter one and the fucking. I'm confused. The why you would one? cut any of them? Like, I'd cut isn't the, the whole one. point? Of oh, the... it was budget. No, it was not budget. Um, coronavirus. This this was the most heavily impacted by coronavirus. This on WandaVision had their filming fucked over by coronavirus. Right, right. And you can tell. Also, have I have I told I've told you about the conspiracy theory about the Winter Soldier, right? Uh, not like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV series. Yes, yes, you've told me this. Do you, yeah. you want to? You've told me like will, multiple times. I will tell the listeners just I don't real quickly. We might even have it on the podcast. Who knows? Possibly. But I'm telling you again, and you've got to sit through it. Well, it's, it's funny me. because this is this is just shows how much how good your sieve of a memory is. Yeah, my in one ear out the I other. Listen. Mm. So I go. have a conspiracy theory that I kind of stole from Nando V Movies, who is a good YouTuber. Um, that there was a pandemic theme in Falcon the Winter Soldier that Which was makes cut. Semi a lot of sense because yeah. at this first episode there is the vaccines. Yeah, that they steal. They never get brought up and again. You're like, why would you and ever steal vaccines? The motivation for the bad guy in that series is actually never discussed by someone whose lips you can see moving. <laughs> so all voiceovers. It's all voiceovers. And that's textbook audio dialogue, dialogue replacement in post-production. Yeah, like and I think that originally it was about vaccine scarcity 
because there was some sort of pandemic caused by the people not being around for five years. Like maybe their their immune systems weren't up to date with the pathogens or whatever. So there's a pandemic going oh, on, so they came and I back think and then yeah. all half of them were getting a fucking disease. Yeah, and I think that, that also that um that you know that like mother figure character that raised the terrorist chick yeah and she just dies yeah and she just dies and she dies of tuberculosis and no one ever no you never see someone's lips move to actually say tuberculosis it's all adr i think she died of the disease and that was what radicalized the chick but they realized a story about vaccine scarcity during the middle of a global pandemic a little bit too close to home so they changed it in post-production to just be about like vague dis like you know, struggles that are related to the fact that the population changed. Now the refugees are being hard punished or whatever. Yeah, and it all didn't make a lot of sense because it's like what you've you've done is you've accidentally made a TV series where the bad guy is right and the good guy is America. And that is also a bit too real. (laughs) (laughs) They they were terrorists because they were terrorists. And And America's going to go to a foreign nation and use extrajudicial power to execute them freely at their own discretion. Yeah, yeah, no, that does sound... Very American. Yeah, that does sound very familiar, to be honest. But also, I did like how they explored in that show about how, like, John Walker is bad guy America. I I did like John Walker. He's one of the highlights of that series. Yeah, he's He's not a good guy. Yeah, he sucks. That's fine. But I did that's think I it was kind of bold that they directly confronted like this guy represents America. He's wearing an American flag he, and he kills someone on foreign soil. And he has a lot like, of pressure on him. And it's yeah. just one man who just cracks. Yeah, and, and I really, really like good. how it's both like here's the explanation. Like it's it didn't just come out of nowhere, but also it's still wrong that an American symbol acts that way. And that's kind of, that's like an allegory for just how the US does foreign Talking policy in general. Talking about more horrible things America is, uh, I was watching an Inside... The, there's this new cartoon on Netflix called Inside Job. Oh, It's quite funny. What's um, about? It's about a chick who works for the shadow government in America and for the whole world, kind of. Uh, and it basically... She works under these shadow figures that you never see. Mm. But they're the people who control everything. So... The lizard people are a real thing. It's like every conspiracy ever is true. Uh, and she works for this. So she's like boring secretary in the world. No, of no, she's, she's one of the leaders. So, oh, she's, so she's like a spy sort of vibe. She makes robots and shit. So she's uh, like, a, she's cool. a genius inventor. Hmm. And her father started Cognito Inc. Anyway, they want to replace the president with a robot. So no longer do they have to use action manipulation. They can just physically control the president. And, like, it's working fantastically and everything. And she makes this AI mm. um, based off, like, some really American shit. You need to watch the episode. Mm. Um, and then and he has all, like, like this patriotism and shit. Uh, and it's an AI that rewrites its code. So it doesn't have... It goes a bit viral. Obviously, it does. Mm. And they have a bunch of references to movies that that happens to as well. I'm like, very self-aware, but you did also mm. fucking just do that. Exactly that, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so he's this, like, evil robot, kind of, mm. who's what's... <laughs> He's, he during the UN meeting where he starts to learn his self-awareness about how great America mm. is, he wants to put a box around America and withdraw America from the world. And it's like this huge armed <laughs> box. And if anyone comes near it that isn't American, it will like kill them. And like, <laughs> it's crazy. And, and like, obviously the world goes a bit... Don't give him any ideas. <laughs> yeah. The world goes absolutely mental. And it's funny because it's like such the wall vibes. Like mm. that it's so impractical and stupid. But... American, And so to fix this issue of him having too much of a patriotism boner, as she describes, she connects them to the internet. 
And so he, he spends like five minutes on the internet and comes out of it and goes, he's like, like, and he's like, America's kind of fucked. He's like, Florida alone. And it's just, <laughs> it's such a good line. It's so good. And I'm like, yes. And so, he, yeah. And then he decides to like kill all of the human race instead. Which That's is... completely valid. I, I, yeah. I thought the best part of Avengers Age of Ultron was the fact that Ultron spent two minutes on the internet and then decided that humanity needed to die. And I'm like, that's fair enough. Yeah, so the exact thing that <laughs> happens here. He spends five minutes on the internet, he reads Reddit and goes, yeah, no, it's about time all you fuckers about time. Were, we were get out of here. Yep, 100%. Speaking of um, mm. the like allu- like conspiracy theories thing reminded me, this is a tangent, I'll probably cut this, but they're in yeah. America at the moment, right? There's mm. this thing where there was a candidate like a conservative candidate who won a race in like local government or like state election or whatever. I don't know the context. Yeah. But the crowd, when he won at his rally, started chanting, fuck Joe Biden because, you know, they're those sorts of people. And then there was a TV show reporting on it and they covered for it by saying that the crowd were chanting, let's go Brandon, which is the name of like the local candidate that won. Right. So now in America, there's a bunch of conservatives who are like having fun because they're like, you say, let's go Brandon in public, mm. and you're actually saying, fuck Joe Biden. And it's like a code word. And I'm like, Instead of just saying, and fuck I'm like, Joe dude, Biden. we're not in a, the rest of the world and the also the other side of that debate in general aren't fucking cultists. You're just, you're allowed to say, fuck Joe Biden. Yeah, like, you, you don't can, have to like it. You, you are American. Like, this isn't, like, this is not, nothing. You've got new. your fucked up two party system. It's like, you think that <laughs> people like Joe Biden as well? Yeah. He's also not great. He's just yeah. the lesser of two shitty yeah, candidates. Yeah, we, the rest of the world's like, I'm so glad that other guy got out of power. Oh, Joe Biden's here. Okay. The, the Joe Biden not... is the better of the two candidates because he's the least able to do stuff. He just kind of yeah. sits there. No, there's a lot of jokes which is fine. Inside, jo- in, inside job as well about mm. them being in um, incompetent is yeah. better than, like, the other side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We like, if if someone's completely incompetent and just does nothing, that means that the rest of the systems of gov- government can just, like, slowly churn and just do their jobs. And that, those lower-down systems Keeping are much more democratic. the status quo. Mm. Don't revolt yet. Mm. You know what happened? I was walking in the Bicentennial Park around here, right? Mm. There's a thing called Government House. The fuck? This really nice, old-looking house in the middle of mm. Bicentennial Park. Perfect location walled off, fenced off, with cameras, and it's like the Prime Minister's secret little thing. Like, he can go there if he wants to go there. What? And then I walk past, and there's, like, this beautiful fountain and, like, gardens. Completely, I can't go there. And I'm like, I understand why the Friends revolted now. Like, I get it. Like, (laughs) I've had this tiny little bit of a taste of... Um, oh, injustice. Aristocracy. Yeah, where and I'm like very much middle class, so this is like like I'm I'm happy. Like I'm quite Yeah, I'm I'm relaxed. Yeah. We're both financially but secure. I, I understand. I get it now. Like, yeah. If I if I was living in fucking squalor and then there's these people literally painting their houses with gold, like they have so much gold they can make paint out of it, I would be having issues too. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, um what was I gonna say? Um, oh, speaking of mm. politics, mm. have you been keeping up with the GOP 26 summit thing? No. It's the 26 most powerful nations meet to discuss climate change, basically. Oh, yeah. And it's not happening. No, it, it happened. It, no, like, like, it just happened. Like, yeah. It just like, finished. Okay, okay. Yeah. What, what, what was the conclusion? Because um, the last The French one... Prime Minister fucking roasted ScoMo. <laughs> He's just, like, into him. Second language, and he was speaking more elegantly than ScoMo, and he just... 
he wiped the floor with him. He's like, Australia's being fucking bad here. And I'm like, you're not wrong. And he's like, up your game, you little pussy bitch. Stop with the coal crap. And also, there's a, <laughs> there's a video. The crap. <laughs> it's like, he's like, it's literally all I have. Like, this is how we it's make our money. All I can sustain it. It's like, do better, dude. Yeah, bro. Like, nuclear power points, something. If Italy can make 10% of its GDP with organised crime, you can find an alternative <laughs> to coal. That's not a joke, by the way. That's well, it true. Is a joke, but it, oh, it, it is like, a joke, it's but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's a video going around yeah. where they're all walking around. It's Gomo's the only one without a mask on. And it's like, fucking... Come on. Uh, come on. This country. I swear mm. to God. But also... At least we don't have Florida. The internet, yeah, the internet has made me realise that when you invest in local politics, it looks bad. But when you look out at the rest of the world, it's like, okay, this is tolerable. While this we're works. catching up and at the end of this podcast, and this is, mm. I have no idea how long this is going for, mm. um, but I have a strange feeling too long because yes, probably. Phineas and Ferb hasn't been mentioned in the last like 10 minutes, <laughs> but I'm still doing this. Addiction, yeah. my two latest addictions yep. evolve, revolve around balloons and friends. So I just want to quickly bring it up. Friends. I love Friends right now recently. I'm going through it all. Friends, the TV show. Yep. Everyone's seen Friends. I never thought you'd be I, a Friends I, I, person. Ne- neither did I. Frankly, neither I thought I. you were better than that. So did I. But then I was like, everyone's seen Friends. Question. I should see Friends. Are you a Chandler so, or a Joey? Chandler. Okay. 100% Excellent. sense. Excellent. I watched, That's my man. I'm, I'm watching through it, and I'm like, season one and two is literally just Chandler. Yeah. Without Chandler. Like, it's so fucking good, there's right? nothing. There's nothing in the show. It's all him either having a story or him reacting to the story that makes... I used to think Chandler was, like, the mean one because he makes, like, the most outspoken comments, but then I grew up and I realized that Chandler's the best character on the show and he's by far the nicest one. I wouldn't say nicest, but he is... He's my favourite. He's sure. so sarcastic. Um, yeah, which is fantastic. I, I will, I'm I only up to, like, season Also, two. Ross is a little bitch. I hate season Ross. Two. I hate Rachel. Fuck. Really? God, she irritates me. People love Joey. Yeah, because Joey's great. I like Joey. How far are you into he's it? He's so dumb. How far are you into it? And they play the dumb thing too much. I'm, like, season two. That makes sense. Season three. Joey improves over, like, the show. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming so. I'm thinking Chandler's going to be taking more of a backseat. No, Chandler is always there. He's he's great. All right. Well, I I need to watch more of it. When Chandler gets hitched, he's slightly less entertaining, though. All right. Second best... Well, no. The biggest thing in my life right now. Mm. Balloons Tower Defense 6. Balloons Tower Defense. Love it. Love Balloons Tower Uh, Defense. I would recommend $15 well spent. I'm sure it was Halloween sale on Steam. You got, you got well and truly more than $15 of value out of that game. Yeah, so, no, I've I've had... Hang on. Let me quickly check how many hours I've got on Balloon Tower Defense. Well, he's checking that. Joe loves a knickknack. Joe is a knickknack man. Mm. Whether it's a game, whether it's a human being, whether it's a little thing that he just finds at a fair or whatever. Fucking loves a little knickknack. Like a um, a Rubik's Cube or a, or a little... Mental puzzle or something. Those, like, metal things. You have to, like, separate the two yeah. things. Oh, love Dude those loves things. those. And Bloons Tower Defense is the video game version of a knickknack. And Joe loves it. In the last of- two weeks, I've played 22 hours. That's not an insane amount, but also considering it is a m- fucking mobile That's game. That's nearly a part-time job. Yeah. I've played 37 hours, and I've had it for, like, three weeks. <laughs> like, I've, I'm enjoying this game very much. And this is the sort of game that you can beat in, like, three hours. Like, it's not a massive game. Well, like, no. Oh, you can you can beat it doing one map. Like, it's it's about it's about the XP grind. It's about the grind, Lachlan. And when you when you can, when, when you start playing balloons like I do, you realise. Anyway, there's... 
I strongly recommend to any listeners out there. I Obviously, you might have played in primary school. Huge mm. thing in primary school for us, Balloons Tale Defense 6. You would play it on like primary games or cool maths games. Mm. Um, and now there's like a full version and it's fantastic. Would recommend. If you need any advice on strategies, hit me up. I've got them all planned. I'll tell you what. There is a lot, unfortunately, of like in-app purchases sort of things where it like encourages just you can spend real money. Don't do it. Just, just grind. Just, just turn it into a part-time job instead. Yeah. Obviously. Just spend 22 hours grinding one, that shit one, out. two weeks. Yeah. It's not hard, people. <laughs> anyway, um, I've had a great time. I've also had a great time. It's good to be back on the podcast. It's good to, it's go good to, to finally feel well. close enough with you that I feel comfortable monetizing our friendship. Um, yeah, when this eventually does get monetized. Yeah. Because our sponsor for today is not Apple. It is not Blue Star Defense 6. And it's not Arnott's. It's still our mothers. So <laughs> feel free to relieve them of their duty, anyone listening. And send us a sponsorship deal. Mm. Um, Apple, if you're looking for people to promote your product. Um, we already we're have already, yeah, we're already, We've already... Yeah. You will not be we've, losing money on this sponsorship deal. Let me tell you. We've got six setups. I might even clean my room. If, yeah. If I cleaned my room just for this setup to be put in. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, know, I didn't. I just mm. opened up the Mac and went, Hallelujah. Yeah. Some more Bloons Tower Defense 6. <laughs> Finally, a machine that's capable of running Bloons Tower Defense Finally, 6. Finally, I can watch Friends. <laughs> I can, like, it, you know how good the speakers are for Friends? Way too good for Friends. Way too good for Friends. <laughs> um, they're the probably scre- better than TVs in the night. The screen is, like, better than Netflix streaming capabilities. So I'm watching it, I'm like, this doesn't look as good as I want it to. And it's because the... It's streaming. Yeah, and it's you Friends. And it was recorded in the 2000s or 90s or whatever 90s. it was recorded. Like, it, they didn't have great cameras back then. Mm-hmm. My phone has a better camera. Um, I'm running a double 144 hertz monitor set up, and it's... 120, 140, but yes. Only, only 120. It's promotion. It's adaptive, so it isn't always at 120. It's only 120 when you need it to be. It's only 120 when you would notice it. Yeah. So it's 120. No, it's fantastic. No, it's it's what it is, because it's, it's better. Perfect. It's better than it's a even 120, better than 120. because it means it saves battery. This setup is just like the best thing in my life right now. It's it makes so me beautiful. so happy. It makes me happy, and yeah. I'm just sitting here. Yeah, the speakers are such good quality. Chair for me though. I do. Yeah, I will. I'll get you a chair. Yeah, it, it's a great one-person studio. Because I can also I can tuck a chair in just there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and then yeah. I can just have it ready to use when you need it. So we should probably go. Yeah, we probably go should. Patch. Oh, actually, I have a couple more Phineas and Ferb things. Believe no, it or you not. don't. I do. No. You- how? Well, what? actually, just one thing. Um, when Jeremy is okay oh, I've with... I completely forgot about Jeremy. Yeah. When Jeremy is like, maybe it's okay to run around in Ducky Momo costume. I'm like, He's... you'd think that, wouldn't you? Yeah, you little LARPing. Yeah. Little we know you're a secret boy. Yeah, we do. Won't get revealed for two we more seasons, but we know. We against the universe. We yes. know you're a LARPer. We, But also... He's with Susie out, and she's just chasing Ducky Momo. And he's mm-hmm. just like, this poor person. This poor little sap in the costume. 100%. Like, 100%. If I had Susie chasing me... In any amount of gear. I could be in full protective gear. I mean, a full knight's armor. I could be in, like, an army's, like, bulletproof vest. I could be in a tank. And I'd still be afraid if Susie came running after me. And all she's got is a ducky Momo costume. Poor woman. Poor woman. Poor woman. But Um, Candace still loves her. Speaking of Candace Against the Universe, Mm. did you know that um, Mr. Special Effects guy, voiced by Kevin Smith, makes a cameo in, in Candace Against the Universe? I don't know where, but it was on the trivia page when I looked him up. Good to know. And Kevin yeah. Smith is the voice for those. Kevin Smith is the voice, yes. Yeah. Um, Kevin Smith is mad cool. I, yeah. I like people that are just famous for being themselves. Kevin Smith I don't is know just if Kevin I do Smith. Like that. 
famous people for the sake of being famous people. I like it until it's, it's like someone I don't Kardashian. like their personality for. Yeah, like, I like it's it Kardashian, it's, it's like, yeah. The personality is I have bum. Bum yep. hold champagne, like, wow. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, and then the last, um, the last thing I've got is the special effects guy saying, um, that's the best special effects show I've seen in my life, and I've been to Burning Man. <laughs> I like so it. So that was funny. Yeah, no, that's good. good I want to go to Burning Man. It's on my bucket list. I don't really know what that is, and I'm never going to see it. It's a festival in America that's just, like, in the middle America. of the fucking desert, and the whole thing is, like, there's a bunch of art installations, and then they burn them down at the end. So it's called Burning Man. And, um... So like a bit of a win, It's infamous for, like... Burning things? Drugs and shit. Like it's a, right. It's like so. What you see is the art, but what you feel is the drugs yeah, in yeah. your blood. It, it's like a, it's like a big hippie thing. I have in my car right now mm. sour spray. Do you know how long it's been since I've had? I sour thought spray? you were going to say something way more illegal than sour no, spray, and I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, okay, sour spray, sweet. Yeah. So two things. Mm. Apparently, because I was like, if I ever gone to drugs, I'd make them look exactly like Skittles, and I would mm. sell Skittles at outrageous prices. And they would either be real Skittles or drugs. Like, who knows? Mm. Um, and that would be a great way to take your Skittles. And then... Depending on what you're going to say next, I may have something that will blow your mind. Okay, anyway. But yeah, uh, Annalise told me there is a, like, shop in America that sells drugs and it's, like, lollies. They're all edibles and there's a lolly set. They like, have the T-H-E laced Skittles in America. It's a thing. I want that. And yeah. then <laughs> Pez... Pez dispenser, Pez dispenser from the Nickelback like... song. I need, I need that to happen. I need to live the rock star life, and I want to have drugs. We are the star on a big, big rock star. I love that song. Fuck, that is that it's is a guilty pleasure. Best line. guilty pleasure. It's ever. like you don't want to admit you listen to Nickelback. But no, like, you don't. That's an unironic. Banner. But when when rock star plays you, that you've video you've of Deadpool, to... where he's like um. So, he's like, oh, this is like Nickelback. And then, and then Deadpool's like, did you fucking disrespect Nickelback? 14 like, time Grammy Rimmel, greatest <laughs> rock, like most selling rock album of all time, Nickelback. Yeah, and he breaks into how, yeah. he like just defends them furiously. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's kind of valid. That's fair. No, they, they sell a lot of albums for a lot of reasons. And they are quite. One of them is popping ecstasy from a Pez dispenser. Yeah. And I want to live that life. Uh, <laughs> and then I was thinking, sour spray, mm. make that into a drug. Can you imagine? Just it like, already sh- seems sh- like a drug. The fact that they managed to get away with selling a lolly that's literally just like spray that you spray onto your tongue, that you get the taste without ever actually putting anything in your mouth, is just ridiculous. Yeah, it makes your tongue blue immediately. You feel the, like you go, oh my god, that's sour. You go, whoo. And imagine that, but with actual drugs where you spray it and you're like, oh my god, this is the zebra. Oh my god. It's the zebra. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice reference. Brought Thank it full you. circle. You brought it full circle. Full circle. The... Let's go home. Cool. I'll, I'll plug see you pre- We plugged pre- earlier, whatever. Yeah, plug again. Uh, Instagram and Gmail implications yeah. of Phineas and Ferb. Talk to me about Bloomstone Defense. Talk about two, yeah, about talk new about MacBooks. Yeah, one hundred percent. His stuff or whatever. Um, mm. we still need to do an episode for the MWCA at some point. That's on the list because oh, you, so you still to need to watch it, right? Oh yeah, I still haven't watched it, dude. It's so good. There's all a plug. Right. Go watch the MWCA musical without a cool acronym. They did a really good job. It's really all right. good. All right, I need to watch um, it, and then we'll do an episode on it. Yeah, and we'll get Andrew and Taylor and tap me back or whatever combination yeah we'll, we'll talk to them yeah so and um our good friends on the Phineas yeah. and Ferb yeah we've got we're, we're friends in the <laughs> friends in the Phineas and Ferb sphere just saying yeah. it's um quite a nice fandom to be it honest. is actually a really nice fandom There's everyone's some... super positive and kind yeah and yeah we're all a little weird we love that yeah and we're not Star Wars 
Exactly. And we're on not, that, we're leaving. We're, and like, we actually, our fandom actually has women in it. Just saying. Bye, drop. Um, <laughs> and also the Twitter, if you want to use that. Bye! I know what we did today. I know what we did today. Ha uh-huh. ha.